0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up? It's your boys. I'm Trey. That's Kevin. And that is Coach Adam Brown. We're here for guess what? Florida State didn't even have a game last weekend. And we love you guys so much that it's still another episode of the triple option. Special edition for all of you guys. Mythbusters. That's right. One of them's the one with the beret. The other is the other ginger guy. I am the crash test dummy. And it works out perfectly. Trios saluting trios because what we did is in the off season we bided our time. On the bye week we got some topics that of things that are interesting to you and interesting to us. Some, some of the five most hotly contested topics in Florida state fandom and conversations at the moment. And we're going to take a look at them to confirm whether they are true or whether they are myths. Kevin has compiled all of the figures. Adam's got the best eyes in the biz and we're going to be looking at film. We're going to be looking at film. We're going to let you guys know if the myth is confirmed, busted or inconclusive because sometimes you just don't know football's got a lot of variables but we're going to try to solve them all for you kevin i'm extremely excited i have never busted a myth before i'm so (laughs) stupid that i just believe all the myths that are told to me without even questioning them so i'm ready to bust a myth for the first time in my life man yeah let's do it
1: Uh, yeah i'm doing great i'm excited for this one it hits the scientist in my in my heart mythbusters was was my favorite show growing up absolutely numbers (laughs)
0: <laughs> Adam,
1: we've already got we've already
0: got a myth. Science is stupid. Adam, Adam, Adam agrees. Kevin's busted it.
2: Confirmed.
0: Oh my god, I can't wait. We're gonna get a little scientific method, a hypothesis in there, some conclusions. Bring out your three sided panel board and Somebody get ready. Get me the
2: Dewey Decimal System.
0: That's right, because this is just like the night before the science fair, and we're gonna do it all at once right before the right before the <laughs> assignments do, boys. Let's go to the first myth. And like I said, pretty much you guys sourced all five of these from like the Knowles 24-7 message boards. And just it's stuff that's really front of Florida State fan minds, correct? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's the way it seems. It's it's kind of what we've consistently been hearing. And I, I think they brought up a lot of a lot of interesting topics that, you know, I don't I don't know if we're even settled on yet, even talking before the show. So
0: we weren't. There was actually a lot of inconclusivity before we even started. So let's see if the data presented will sway each one of our fabulous scientific analysts myth number 1 florida state can't play zone defense at all zip nada they stink at all kevin
1: yeah so i've i've got a i've got a few things here um so this is, this is going to be a point of contention with both A, B, and I because I, I think we see these numbers and we don't necessarily believe them. Uh, so just, just to start off with, this is kind of what an independent third party in pro football focus has. I don't know uh, how visible that is. Uh, but uh, these are the coverages uh, that Fuller's run in 2019 at Memphis, then 2020 at Florida State, 2021, and 2022 – uh, you can see this top line here is, is cover four. Uh, he's kind of always hovered 35, 40% of snaps cover four. He's really heavy cover four last year. I felt like they kind of simplified things to, to make things easier for people. Um, what you do see is is in this final season, there's a big jump up in cover one. Um, it's, still, it's, the, it's still not being run as often as quarters cover four according to their numbers, but you do see how uh yeah, there's a significant uh increase in cover 1 which is inherently a man coverage. Uh and so yeah, AB, how do you, how do you feel about these numbers? Do you do you generally agree with them or um cuz I we've we've thought we've been seeing a lot of what's called two man, but PFS yeah. kind of disagrees with us. Yeah, I feel like I don't know.
2: I don't feel like I've seen as much cover 3 as there potentially I don't first off, I don't love that chart. That chart is very wonky to me, but that's okay, um, too many
0: lines way
2: too many lines. I don't know where the hell we're going here Um, No, Yeah, I don't, I, I feel like they've been in a lot of two man, but then when you watch it back and, and recently it seems like they've been running, they've been rotating down a lot more. I don't know how much cover three they've been running. I think, I feel like they've been running a lot of cover one with, with some robber stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that's what you're seeing. Yeah. So I don't know about all the cover three that they're suggesting is on there or, frankly all the the amount of quarters that they are saying is on there um we do know that they run a lot of quarters i feel like they run a lot of man match stuff though and we we talked about a little bit before we started i don't know if you want to explain what man match is and why it really is a zone principle inside of a man principle
1: yeah so um this is this is probably my favorite uh, I'll kind of get a better view for us here. This is kind of my favorite example that I have. Uh, this is the reason I'm using Memphis is because uh, it's got the all 22 angle, which you kind of need to see uh, for these safeties. So at the beginning of this play, SMU kind of motions this wide receiver out So what you're seeing is trips to one side of the field. So th- three receivers to the top here, a single receiver to the bottom Um and Memphis, which is, which is coached by Adam Fuller at the time, is, is playing what's called stress coverage. But in, in essence, it's a man-match coverage. Um, so basically, it's going to kind of look like man as the, as the play progresses. But these defenders are kind of playing. It's, it's technically called a man-match. So they're going to wait for the receivers to declare and then pick them up in man coverage. So, uh, technically I think PFF, since it doesn't have a man match category, I think it calls this zone. Um, but oftentimes it looks like man coverage, especially in trips because, uh, they'll play this backside safety, the the safety to the lone receiver. Uh, they'll play him. So he kind of has eyes to the trips and they'll leave this wide receiver, uh, this cornerback essentially in man coverage, man, man, everywhere he goes. So, Um, it's, it's not ever really as black and white anymore as, as zone and man Mm -hmm. coverage. Um, so you, kind of see a little bit of both in this play. So you can kind of see immediately these guys aren't picking them up in man more than they're kind of waiting for these receivers to declare if they're going to go in or out. So he would take the first guy in and he would take the first guy out, assuming he's going to the flats. Um, but down here it's, it's basically man coverage. Um, SMU kind of takes the shot against man coverage. Uh, this this is this is another example I probably should should have showed this first. So this is the simplest man match coverage. Uh, basically these two defenders share these two receivers and it looks like man, right They've got their eyes on the opponent. there's not really much safety help. Uh, but you can see after the snap, the receivers kind of switch places. Uh, here in a second. And the defenders, instead of following their man, they switch, and that—that's man match. This is this is the simplest man match. It's called banjo. Uh, you'll often see. I think Florida State still does this, where they kind of uh make this little hand signal to each other. Uh, I think they've probably changed the hand signal, but uh, that's that's just them communicating that hey, we're gonna switch switch these two receivers. Uh, In case in case they they do some sort of switch rub route, uh, which is fairly common on the goal line.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to pull up something real quick.
0: Kevin, are you seeing a lot of that type of stuff that you highlighted from Memphis being run by Florida State today under Adam Fuller?
1: Yeah. So uh, just to give kind of an example of of what that looks like today and Florida State's current. Uh, outlook they're still running a lot of that so most of their offense even when it looks like they're running man so we would say if we're like in our film review at post game we would probably call this uh cover 2 man cuz that's what it looks like here um but most likely the discrepancy between PFF and what we're seeing is they would consider this some sort of match some sort of match quarters probably um which is, which is kind of odd to think about because it, it doesn't look like a true cover four with these corners dropping deep. Uh, but you'll see what I'm talking about in a second. Um, so NC State knows we run a lot of these match concepts. So they run this wide receiver inside and run a wheel behind them. And this means that this corner is, is basically playing banjo with this with this linebacker. So you can you can kind of think of it as, a, as as a banjo like I showed you in the the goal line view earlier uh, where he's going to be taking the corner's got to take the first guy outside. So if this receiver releases inside, which he does, that means the corner has to let go of him. Um here you can see he kind of follows him like he's playing man coverage and he doesn't recognize the the Running backs releasing outside, and he's slow to peel off. And NC State gets a big completion, and it—it's it, a broken coverage essentially. Um,
0: but that's a broken coverage. That's actually a man coverage that you think PFF <laughs> is grading as a zone, correct?
1: So I, I think it's—I think it really depends on who you ask. It's called a man match coverage. It's the closest thing to zone that Fuller's ever run. Um, and it's actually the closest thing to zone that most people run most Mm -hmm. people aren't just running true spot drop zones anymore they're doing they're doing this it's a way to have kind of the best of both worlds
0: or in this specific play the worst of those two good worlds that you're trying to conglomerate because that's bad
1: yeah that's that's bad that's uh, that's why AZ Thomas probably, they didn't want to put him in the game until several games in, because, uh, this is a, the communication that takes a little bit of time to build, but it's something that, that needs to be fixed.
0: So Kevin, go back to that chart a little bit. So for the benefit of the people that aren't watching the video with us, that are the audio only just go, we go back to that. Cause right now it's got PFF. It always says that that, that top one is the PFF quarters coverage, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, so that's the quarters.
0: So for the people that are looking at that, in 2021, Florida State ran that coverage according to PFF like 44% of the time. They say yeah. that that's still our most run coverage at like 36%. What you can tell, and we think that that's actually a little off. We think a lot of that stuff is, is more man-based than how PFF's logging it, correct?
1: Yeah, it really depends on how you want to categorize it. So I, I think they're not wrong calling it uh, quarters, but in essence, it's going to act a lot more like... Uh, It's a, it's a match man in, in essence. Mm -hmm. Okay. So to demonstrate the point
0: that I think a lot of us have seen on the field in 2021, go pull that chart up one more time. In 2021, Florida state was running that cover one, which is that straight man. Let's see about 14% of the time, just in a one year jump from a guy that's normally run it in that sub 20% range, his entire career. Now that that's pumped up to like 27 or 28 percent. Yeah. So that straight man, they are calling more, more than Adam Fuller has ever called in his entire career. So I yes. think that that kind of bears a lot of the things that we're seeing on the field.
2: And let me let me take it a little bit further because they may be calling these things, but calling it and then being able to run it. I mean, the question was, are they able to, you know, are they able to teach it essentially? Yeah. Um, I want to go through the top your top four defenders or your top four corners and their um national percentage uh, or their national rank for completion percentage uh against as a primary defender. Jerry Jones ranks 503rd in the country at 46.7 percent. Renardo Green ranks 865th in the country at 55.6 percent.
0: That's surprising. Kevin,
2: Kevin Knowles at 886 in the country at 56 percent. And Amarion Cooper at 1,859th in the country at 83.8 or 83.3%. So when they're the primary defender and they're targeted, 503, 865, 86, 1859.
0: Out of how many?
2: Now there's thousands. <laughs> now, what I'm gonna say, <laughs> what I'm gonna say is there's some guys in there with zeros that you would eliminate. Um Elias Ricks for Alabama is number one. Technically, he's number one overall at thirteen point three percent. You know, you're going to get some snap count numbers in there that are going to throw some things off. There's some guys in there with one primary defense. You know what I mean? Like,
0: however, the, the fact that all of those not a good guys place are... to be. <laughs>
2: no. Not not great. Um, yeah, not not really where you want to be. So let's see. Uh, Jerrion Jones has had fifteen attempts against as the primary defender seven completions against uh, eight incompletions. So Renardo greens had 27 attempts, 15 completions, Kevin Knowles, 25 attempts, 14 completions, Amarion Cooper, 18 attempts, 15 completions.
0: So let's go back to the myth or the, the myth, the myth that maybe is not a myth
2: yeah i don't think so so
0: florida state can't play zone defense we've seen from the numbers whether even even if pff categorized all that stuff correctly adam fuller is calling more zone defense than he has his entire i mean more man defense than he has mm-hmm. his entire career that's a fact no matter yep. how they categorize it yep. and a lot of the stuff that they're categorizing his zone it's effectively a lot of man so he's he's calling it more than he ever has i i mean i don't know if I, we'd have to run the numbers, but I can't imagine that Adam Fuller has had four primary defensive backs worse than the ones that are playing right now. It it collectively is a unit that is those numbers are God awful. So guys, the myth that Florida state can't play zone defense. Is it confirmed or busted
2: myth busted? They can't play any defense.
0: (laughs) God, all of the above. All right. Uh, I mean, (laughs)
2: It doesn't matter whether when your top four corners, and and I didn't include AZ Thomas, which maybe I perhaps I should have, but your top four corners are 503, 865, 886, and 1859. Don't talk to me about coverage because that tells me you can't, you're not defending anybody in pass coverage
0: what do you think, Kevin, Adam, Adam busted that myth in probably the worst way possible for Florida state fans, because it's not, they can't play zone. They can't play any, what do you think about the myth? What's your, can they not play zone defense? (laughs) What do you, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's a weird distinction to make in in modern football, Um, especially with the man match just dominates the game. Um, They're running man match. They're running straight man. Uh, that no one, no one, very few teams run spot drop zones because it's, you're just a liability in spot drop zones. Uh, decent quarterbacks will just tear you up. So, um, yeah, I I think that's true. I I don't, I don't necessarily think that man zone is making a difference. I I think your corners have regressed this season. And, um, I think it's the main thing holding your defense back currently yards per completion. All how right. much
0: oh, God. Yards these completion
1: against his
2: primary defender. Let me, let me sort this out here a little bit. Let me, let me sort and see where, where our national ranks are. This is great podcasting. I know Oh, it's, it's absolutely fine. Cause casting. I'll vamp.
0: Cause that's what a pro does. The that's... little
2: circles just go. Woo, woo, no,
0: it's, woo, yeah, well, yeah. Woo. Adam's Adam's laptop is overheating right now, but yeah, I it's very that. rare to have a myth. Both busted. Right, here and we go. Confirmed at the same. Here
1: we go. Time. We got it.
2: Uh, Kevin go Knowles, ahead. Kevin Knowles at 784th in the country, 9.1 yards per completion completion? against as the primary defender, 9.1 yards. Amarion Cooper, 9.6 yards, ranks 879th in the country. Jerry Jones, 1,069, 10.6 yards per completion against as the primary defender, and Renardo Green at
0: 10.8. Which and, wouldn't kill you, but they're giving up completions half the time. So just throw at one of those two guys on first and second down, and you're guaranteed a first down. Essentially, pick essentially. any, pick any defense, pick any cornerback in the Florida State defense right now. Throw at them twice. You'll complete one, and it'll be for nine yards or more. That's what those numbers mean, correct?
2: Let me.
1: Yeah, and what's the crazy thing that's is that's out that of
0: control, guys. That Florida is, that State's is,
1: been, yeah, they've been playing their safeties pretty conservatively even in those coverages you guys keep talking i'm gonna go back to
2: 2021
0: (laughs) so but no kevin like you said those numbers are egregious and that's even with right now a defensive scheme or at least like a shell that florida state's playing that's designed to protect those guys
1: yeah they 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 are protecting them and it's not going to show up in the cover 4 they're just the safeties are playing at about 15 yards as opposed to Ten yards last year. Um, if you just walk, go back and watch the stats, you know they're they're pulling Akeem Dent and Jamie Robinson out of the box a lot of times because they really want to give help to these corners.
0: Ooh. What did you find some more fun oh, nuggets more. to digest, Adam?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean they were much worse defensive yardage wise last year. Or, uh, yards per completion last year, like significantly worse. So well, this is actually <laughs> is,
0: this is actually an improvement, is what no, you're saying? <laughs> as
2: far as yards per completion, but it makes sense because you're playing with two safeties over the top quite a bit. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, mm, so I'd say taking for the number of
2: explosive, and this is going to lead into another conversation we're going to have myth myth wise, uh, bend, br- bend but don't break defense. But you're going to give up more air yards. You know, you're going to give up longer completions um, without two safeties over the top. All right, so last year, yeah, all right, here's here's significant regression. Um, Kevin Knowles was at 50, was 810 last year at 53.5% completion percentage against Amarion Cooper, smaller sample size, but 29.4% against Renardo Green, I won't, I won't include him. Jerry Jones has actually improved quite a bit. He was 63.6% uh, completion percentage last year. So it's a mixed bag.
0: Yeah, Well, uh, it's a it's a mixed bag as far as year to year. I think it's pretty conclusive that that unit is playing very terribly. I don't yeah, think that that's a mixed bag. So I will say this myth is confirmed. And like you said, it's busted. It's confirmed because they can't play his own defense. But those numbers say Florida State's cornerbacks. It doesn't matter the coverage. They're playing bad no matter what Adam Fuller calls. So I'd say that one. Confirmed across the board. Let's move on to number two. Adam teased it very well. Florida State's (laughs) defensive philosophy right now is bend, but don't break. Not necessarily what's happening. We'll get to that. But the strategy, the philosophy that Adam Fuller is trying to employ right now is bend, but don't break. Fact or fiction?
2: I think it's important we define bend, but don't break. Do it now. Um, To me... A BEMBA don't break defense is one that does not pressure, does not blitz, relies on a front four rush, plays a shell coverage over the top. Says you're not going to give up any explosives. We're going to let you. We're going to let you run the football. You can drive the football, but when we get inside the twenty, we're going to we're going to lock you up and not and make you kick field goals.
0: Kevin, uh, that, do you agree? That's what it,
2: that's what it means to me. Right.
0: Okay. I think that sounds pretty cogent. Uh, Kevin, what do you think about that definition? Does that jive with you before we start talking about whether Florida State's trying to actually do that or not?
1: Yeah, I think in general, Ben, but don't break. Yeah, you're going to keep two safeties back. You're going to. Yeah, I I think I think that meshes with with everything I would say.
0: Okay, so we've got the definition of Ben, but don't break down. Kevin, is Adam Fuller trying to employ that strategy or is he trying to do something else? And the lack of execution is making it look like that.
2: Well, the first thing we just noted was the amount of cover one snaps has gone up, right? Correct. So Significantly. A, I, think, I think that's an important thing to start off with. We're talking about playing two, a two-shell safety look, not giving up explosives. You're playing a lot more cover one now. Um, so if you're playing more cover one, naturally your coverages are a little more aggressive. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: so that I think that's good. Something to note. And it's yeah. more than he's done his entire career. So in that mm-hmm. aspect... <laughs> and we think we know why he's doing it, but that is more yeah. aggressive. That lends itself more to it's not so much passive as some people think. Kevin, what else do you have? Cause that's a good point to note, Adam.
1: Yeah. I think, I think if we're going to just go ahead and list everything that says that they're, they're not. Cause I, I do want to preface this and I, I know we'll get back to it. Every stat tells you that they're, they're playing been, but don't break. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the eye test kind of feels that way. Yes. They, They are about exactly in the middle of the of college football in blitz rate, so uh, that kind of suggests that maybe they're not totally bend but don't break, but they're they're not. I wouldn't classify them as aggressive either. Um, They're kind of the that stat kind of paints them in a picture of being rather neutral. Yeah,
0: and that's with an increase in blitzing over the past couple games, right? That's taken a yeah. while for that to kind of ramp up.
1: And year over year. They 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 have blitzed more this season than last. So
2: they're 74th in the country uh, as far as defensive pressure percentage. 30.8%. Um, like I said, I mean, they're 74th in the country. I think what's killing them, I think what's killing them, it, I don't, I don't think they want to be a bend but don't break defense. I don't think that that's what they want to be. Um, And maybe the numbers play out that they are uh, because they don't have a lot of faith in their corners. But their sack percentage is 8.9%. They're 17th in the country there. They're 32nd in the country in defensive sacks, uh, 19. But the opponent's time – hold on
0: a second here. Come on. That's a high sack percentage. I don't feel like they get a lot it of is. heat on the quarterback though for that much sack.
2: But they're a hundred and thirteenth in the country in opponent time to throw at two point eight nine seconds.
0: That's crazy. And they're what? One
2: hundred eighth in the country in opponent time to pressure two point five nine seconds. So, wow, this is a really weird freaking defense.
0: To be honest yeah. with you, it, it if that's if those are the metrics. To me, it sounds like it's almost like turnover luck. Now, God, turnover luck, right? We don't know anything yeah, about yeah. that because we're not getting any turnovers, but it's almost like the, to me, it's analogous to turnover luck. I don't think Florida mm-hmm. State's going to be getting that many sacks if they're not getting consistent pressure all the time. Like to right. me, that's going to regress to the mean, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And what'd you say their time to pressure was?
2: Uh, 2.59 seconds. Where does that rank? 108th in the country.
1: Yeah, so you're blitzing the 68th most in the country and you're getting pressure the the time to pressure is above 100. So something's not translating. So even when you're blitzing, you're not getting pressures. I just I found the stat. They're blitzing almost 10% more than last year. Almost a quarter of the snaps this season have been blitzes, 25 versus 16. Some of the,
2: some of the teams that rank around them as far as Uh, opponent time to pressure Oregon at 2.6 seconds, Kentucky at 2.62, um, Syracuse at 2.68, which seems, seems a little odd. Now I think of them as a high high pressure defense.
0: All right. Now question, Um, because this mm -hmm. is a question, this is a myth about philosophy. Yeah. Are those lack of pressure statistics due to some of like the mobile quarterbacks that Florida state played at the beginning of the year. And somehow with like, Hey, it's a mush rush. Just kind of let it all mm-hmm. get in front of you. We don't get burned. Or is it due to having Fabian love it out for most of the year and have a Jared verse hurt. And that's the reason why they're not getting a ton of pressure is because they've had dinged up and backups on their defensive line.
2: I think you, your answer has to be all of the above, right? Um, you know, you, you know you've been missing Fabian Levin since the fourth quarter of the second game. Um, so that 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 hurts you. He's your best defensive lineman. Jared Verse went out against Louisville. He hasn't been 100% since. That's your best pass rusher. Um, so you've immediately lost your best defensive lineman, your best pass rusher. That's going to impact what you want to do up front. Um, but, yeah, they faced Jaden Daniels, who scrambled all over the place against them. You face Malik Cunningham. You face Sam Hartman, who you're not thinking is a big time rusher, uh, as far as scrambling, but with the slow mesh, you think about the time to- the amount of time that he holds a ball on that ride and then makes his decisions. So he's opportunistic um, as well. Yeah, I think so. that the pressure the, the time to pressure and that kind of stuff can be a little bit misleading. Uh slightly, yeah. in my opinion, with what they've faced. I do think it's interesting that Kev, they're what, sixty-eighth in the nation now at um
1: blitzing yeah in percentage of of plays where they, they send a blitz
2: right i mean i think that that suggests that they're trying to heat things up somewhat it doesn't seem like they're fully committed to it because they do think that they are obviously looking at what's going on with their secondary and realizing they've got a problem with the secondary and their ability to cover people down the field so they're trying to pick and choose their opportunities to pressure the problem is is they're not successfully getting home with those pressures all the time even though they are getting sacks in games and are giving up big plays uh and not big plays but they're giving up eight nine yards per completion uh when they are getting throws against them i don't know, it's a it's just you're a, not
0: a, they're not affecting the quarterback's timing yeah, a it's lot not,
2: it's just not a great defense i don't i don't i feel like it's unfair to try to lock this into is it a bend but don't break and all this stuff it's just not really good
0: now Uh, kevin i i think if we want to talk about philosophy because i think that's fine adam a lot of a lot of it might be resembling a bend but don't break but that's just mostly due to due to poor execution rather than philosophy but i mean what does adam fuller look like in the past statistically does he look like a more played all in front of you um conservative ben but don't break defensive coordinator or is it just looking that way at florida state because of injuries and personnel because then i so, think that's how you answer that question
1: yeah i i think that's actually a very valuable question so i'm, I'm gonna spend a second and kind of find the memphis the yeah Memphis I, I, numbers because when he was when he was brought in it was very much everybody was talking about him being mm-hmm. a uh very aggressive offensive he about
2: being an offensive-minded defensive coordinator right. yeah there was a lot of, there's a lot of that when he came in. A lot of that mantra that he, that's what he was going to be, and uh, you know, you throw 2020 away. 2021 they didn't blitz. They didn't blitz and a ton. They Jermaine Johnson and Cure
0: Thomas and things Correct. like that too. So that's and it
2: feels like they have going into 2022 and they tried to ride with that same philosophy. We're going to let our front four eat. They talk about the front porch all the time. We're going to try to stop the run. We're going to blitz. We're we're going to rush with four. But we saw that not working, and you lose love it. You lose verse uh, to a, to extent. They've adapted now, and they've started to bring more pressure. The problem is, is the pressure is not getting there. They're not bringing it all the time. Um, they're not they're not defending guys well in the secondary. So even when they do bring pressure, the pass is still getting off. I don't.
0: So, which could be which could be a sign of a team that doesn't run that a lot and has had right. to do that out of necessity.
2: Yeah. So and in the red zone, they're they're horrible. I mean, they're not just not good in the
0: red zone either, which
2: it's like, yeah, your are Bemba don't break, but you just give it up in the red zone too. So
0: yeah, you're just on your back, legs spread open, just giving it up all over town. It's not great. Um, Kevin, what were you saying? Did you find those Memphis numbers?
1: Yeah, so Memphis blitz on 35% of dropbacks compared to the 25% number of the Florida States uh, at this season. So they were in the top 25 uh, in the country. 20, they were 27th in the country and in, in blitz, right. Uh, his, his final year or his only year at Memphis. So uh, was significantly more aggressive at Memphis. I think they feel like they should be able to lean on their defensive line and, Honestly, I think having love it out and verse kind of dinged up. I think that that really has messed with kind of their preseason plan and how they designed this defense to work.
0: I agree. So in the second second myth, Florida State's defensive philosophy is bend, but don't break. You can either confirm or deny. And I guess that's based on whether you think it's due to design or by necessity. But, Adam, they're they're preferred defensive philosophy is bend but don't break based on what they've got right now
2: i think there's probably more data that i would like to see but i I think that i don't think it's their preferred scheme based on the amount of uptick in cover one that we're seeing them run yeah
0: okay so you bust that myth you don't think that they want to play that it looks like that because of poor execution you think
2: i do i think it's poor execution i think it's Losing, not having love, it not having verse available, um,
1: and th- and based so, on
0: what Fuller's done in the past too, Adam, I think that that would lend lend some value to yeah. your your answer.
1: Go ahead, Kevin. So when people say that, so th- these are the two stats that I think kind of summarize what people see. Right, Florida State is twentieth in yards per play, but ninety third in EPA per snap, which means. EPA is is a, a metric that tries to quantify every play by number of points it adds to the final score. So, for some reason, the yards aren't adding up to the plays, and I think when you dive into like success rate, that's really where you start to see it kind of show itself. So, Florida State is eighty fourth in defensive success rate and twenty and. 20th in yards per play. So that means that while they're not giving up a ton of yards, especially not in explosives, they are consistently giving up those like three, four yards almost like more often. Right. So they're not giving up the 20s, but they're giving up four, four, four. And that's kind of shown in the defensive success rate versus yards per play. Kevin, to me, what that means is that opposing offenses don't need as many
0: plays to score a ton of points against FSU. Yeah. Right? That's what that yeah. means basically. Because it's 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 you you're not gonna get 40, but it's a guaranteed five to twelve every single time they snap the ball.
2: And is that a philosophy that you're okay giving up five to twelve? No,
0: god, no, no, nobody would, yeah, or I was I, like, I, come I, on. I have a hard time buying that. So, um, so I'm but, with you. So what do you think, Kevin? What do you think? Do you think that they're trying to employ a bend but don't break, or it's just kind of the best with what they got?
1: Yeah, I think it's the best with what they got, and but I think this is almost encouraging because once you get love it back there's potential that uh, right now teams can run the ball for 3 4 yards a pop on you your linebackers are good enough to kind of keep it from breaking deep but like breaking long runs consistently but once Fabian Lovens back you kind of can cement the the interior of that defensive line maybe get more stops because right now your EPA your success rate is getting destroyed because on first and second down teams can run for three yards on you every time mm-hmm. it's going to wreck their yards per play. Cause it's only three yards. But if I run for three yards on first run for three yards on second, those are two successful plays. Cause now I'm, now I'm in third and four. Um, so not having a, a interior defensive from the line you can rely on is I think one of the big reasons why the success rate is so bad.
0: Okay. So we think that myth's busted and we expect some more aggressive play on the back half. If, if that myth is truly busted based on some of the things you said and what Adam Fuller's done in the past, we will see. So that's our verdict on that one. Number three, Florida State's putrid, just lack of takeaways is more on the players or more? I'm going to say just so we can do myth, myth busting. Florida State's lack of takeaways is more on the players than the scheme. Myth or not?
2: I, I, I think, I think we can say, more on the players and then on the scheme. Yeah. I can say we can say, I, I think we confirm that based on solely those numbers we talked about with the D backs earlier. Yeah. They're just giving In, up when completions. you're, when you're giving up that kind of completion percentage, that and, and look,
0: maybe it's not the scheme. Maybe it's the teaching. That's what I was going to say. Now players, it's, it's not, not the all crap. on the, players. It's the technique. question is
2: small because the question should be, is it the coaching? not the ski, you know what I mean? Instead okay, of so let's
0: amend that. Let's amend that, because we do think it's the players based on that. Now, do you think Florida State's lack of takeaways is more on the technique or more on the ability of the player, the talent level? That's what I think is more interesting.
1: So I, I do want to bring up something now that we're on that topic. Ooh, and I've this is something. this is kind of how... I think this kind of drives some conversation that we, we try to have about how they want to play their, their corners. So uh, if you watch this corner, they're, they're in a, they're in kind of a match quarters type look. Um, And he, he plays a lot of what's called solo coverage. Like I said earlier, where this backside safety is going to keep his eyes uh, to the trip side instead of the, the lone receiver side. So in essence, this is just straight man coverage. Despite the fact that they're, they're playing what, what is considered a zone, a zone play, this guy's technically in man coverage. So they do what's called uh, mirror technique a lot. So mirror technique differentiates itself from jam technique because instead of him immediately reaching out and putting his hands on a receiver, he tries to mirror him with his feet. So it's by definition kind of a less aggressive way. Um, when you when you jam, you put put yourself kind of in a situation where you might be out in front of your toes, where you, where you could uh, like a good receiver can kind of head fake you and get you to kind of overcommit with your hands. So this is kind of a safer way to play man coverage, um, but it also means that it's a little bit softer, right? You can see that this free release means that this kind of hitch route here this comeback it's a timing route and he doesn't throw off the timing uh it's just the way they're taught to do it it keeps them from giving the the shots over the top but it also means that uh these timing routes these short underneath routes are are probably a little bit easier for opposing teams
0: so adam what do you what do you think about that so the lack of takeaways technique or talent because to mm-hmm. me, what Kevin would say there is that that doesn't really put a DB in a great position to make a takeaway. Kevin, is that what you think about that style of defense?
1: I think good DBs would can break takeaways. On that. Yeah, can break on that. Like can can yeah. know that's coming. So, in essence, I think that their scheme that they're trying not to get beat over the top, and that that might restrict your takeaways.
2: Yeah. I, I, I listen, I, this is what I'm going to be wishy-washy on. I think it's a, I think it's a bit of both. Um, you know, you're 68th in the country. How do you create takeaways being pressure, being pressure minded, getting after guys. We talked about where they, where they stand as far as the amount of time it takes for the ball to come out of the quarterback's hand, the amount of time in the pocket. But then we also talk about the six, you know, the, the completion percentage against these cornerbacks. Um, So I think there's some wiggle room in there to say, yeah, we don't pressure teams very much. We don't come after you a whole lot. And when we're coming after you right now, we're not very, we're not that good at it and we're giving you time to throw the football um, because we're missing Fabian Lovett. We're missing Jared verse or whatever. Um, But at the same time, we're playing passive man coverage on the outside. So we're not really getting up in your grill. We're not really pressuring you out here. So we're going to be a say it's okay if you could complete some of these underneath throws and have a, have a, a high success rate at that. But then again, we'll put you in position to break on some of these uh, shorter throws. You've got to be successful enough to go do
0: it. Um, well, that, see, that sounds more like scheme stuff to me. We threw scheme out the window and then it feels like yeah. schemes getting back into it. Maybe it <laughs> is complicated.
1: Yeah, uh,
2: it is complicated. These answers are never easy. I mean, Let me see. So, hold on a second. I was just pulling something up here. Well, while you pull it they're ninety fourth in the country in passes that are intercepted um, per a pass attempt, two point one percent. You look at like Louisville's at five percent, NC State's at four point eight percent. Illinois leads the country at five point seven percent. So, yeah. I, Kevin, am Kevin. Historically, I'm sorry, I'm looking at these numbers. You're, just fine,
0: you're fine. You're fine. Historically, Adam Fuller. What What if his defenses have they excelled in takeaways before this year? I mean, I think that's something to look at I too. Mean, if you're talking about technique, scheme, or talent.
1: FSU was 23rd in the country in takeaways last season at 1.6 a game. Uh, Mar- so
0: market difference. What about D- What about Memphis in 2019?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling that up right now.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't have the Memphis that Memphis stat on me right now but I'll get it, I'll get it for it. They were 60 I... they were 61st
2: in the country as far as interceptions per attempt, at 2.7%. So they were better, they were middle of the pack. Uh, for reference Florida State was
0: 120th that year. Um, yeah so that
1: I, that lends something to to maybe there there's a player player issue um, i
0: think so too so that's what i say if it's one of those things where historically that's not been a strength of his like it would for like like Iowa's defensive coordinator like a hallmark of that guy's scheme is to get takeaways and how he does it you know that's that's you know that that's his own yeah, special sauce but adam fuller has been at least middle of the pack and sometimes better like you said 23rd with florida state now, uh, memphis have- was
2: memphis was 38th in the country that year, they had, interesting enough, Florida State was 28th in the country.
0: What year was um, that, Adam? 2020?
2: 2019.
0: Which Memphis,
2: Memphis had 11 interceptions and recovered 21 fumbles. My goodness.
0: Um <laughs> No, that's just a disruptive defense. It's so different from what we've seen here that I'm with you. But the I don't- Florida
2: State defense was better that year. That 2019 Florida State defense was better at taking the ball away.
0: Well, then, that's when you look at all the other metrics. We're just—I mean, we're talking about we're talking no, about takeaways, yeah, no, yeah, sure, but, know, sure. yeah, absolutely. But it's just—it doesn't seem to be that that's a hallmark of Adam. F- How would it be a hallmark of any defensive coordinator? So I ball? mean, there's yeah. so much
2: luck involved when it comes to takeaways. When you start talking about turnovers, um, interceptions, do I think that they put these guys in good positions to create interceptions? No, I think they're very passive. We've been very critical of the way they play press uh, press man outside it's very passive they're passive in a lot of the things they ask these guys, these corners to do um i think that that does not lend itself to creating turnovers you create turnovers and yes it's luck it's there's a lot of luck involved but you create them you create them through pressure you create them through making mistakes getting timing off for quarterbacks and things like that they don't do that it's not as that's not what they want to do schematically um, okay
0: So myth Florida state's lack of takeaways is due to technique more than anything else. It's a, you got to bust something. So either confirm or going conclusive. Yeah, Yeah, I Uh, think it's, I think it's inconclusive personally. Okay. It's a, but it's a mix of all that stuff. What do you think, Kevin?
1: Yeah, I, I would probably say, yeah, it's inconclusive. I, I think the hard thing for me is, I genuinely think Cooper and Knowles have taken a step back um, this season, and it really it really makes you question kind of uh, the coaching. Like, yeah, there's there's problems with the talent and with the players'
0: health. Yeah, obviously health, right? Some yeah, uh, up. But it's such a clear regression for a lot mm-hmm. of these guys,
1: yep. and they're not doing anything revolutionary. They're not calling really complicated plays. But, you know, Knowles is getting lost in coverage. AZ is getting lost in coverage. Like, it's, 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 there, there is a sense that, you know, they're playing kind of passive. There is a sense that, yeah, the, the players are, are maybe not the most talented, but like, it also, it doesn't feel like, it feels like to me, if it's a talent problem, it's also a development problem um, for, for the cornerbacks.
2: Mm -hmm. All right, so let's look at let's look at an, at a sample set. Clemson had DJ had what like five turnovers, four turnovers in the first half, or, or in the game against. <laughs> yeah, the, it was, uh, yeah, it was it was god awful. Yeah, in the game against Syracuse. Summer. Syracuse is not very good at creating turnover, creating interceptions. Um, they're not great at creating pressure, but they put a lot of guys up in the box, and they seem to come after you. Um, they're not passive defensively. I would say. I don't. I don't. I don't have their numbers up because I'm not looking. I'm not digging into them, so I don't have their stuff in front of me. But what did Clint, what did Syracuse do to create four turnovers or whatever it was from DJ that Florida State couldn't do?
0: Opposing quarterbacks look more comfortable against FSU than they should due to the talent level on this team, in I, my opinion. And, and I think I, it, I think that's I think that's very easily easy to be seen. I, I tend to I tend to agree
2: with you. Um, right. And that's why, like, I don't want to give Adam Fuller a pass and say, or Marcus Woodson or whoever, I don't want to give anybody a pass because they do think there's a scheme-based aspect of lack of just in your face, I'm going to come get you, I'm going to knock you off your spot, knock you off your rhythm. Disrupt your timing. With this defense that I see from other defenses like Syracuse. Syracuse runs a three-three-five. NC State, they run, you know, they're, they're doing their 3-3 stuff. These teams are coming after you, and they may not always get there, but they're they're forcing you. They're forcing units, and I don't see that from Florida State. And they're very passive; they just seem content a lot of times. And you know, we, we I think we busted the Ben but don't break" thing because I don't think that that's what they want to be. But they're not a come get you defense either. Um, I, th- I think but,
1: I think they really rolled the dice this season on Love It Briggs verse and yeah. mclendon to get a pass rush yeah and they're it's, getting sacks but not getting pressure and i, I yeah. think that's i think it failed to an ex- to an extent it's killing them
2: now and they're stuck to some degree Yeah, but i don't think they're great at corner either yeah um, i don't I think the players they have out there are are guys that are going to go create turnovers
1: yep I this is that. the one i'm
2: most perplexed
0: on all right, let's move on. It's inconclusive, but it's it's not a lot of fun stuff. Move on to the offense.
2: <laughs> no positivity.
0: Yeah. So the offense is struggle. the The offensive struggles to convert in the red zone and short down and distances are things that can be fixable in the final five games of the year. Fact, myth, or not? Fact, God. fiction, myth bust or not?
2: If I got to hear one more person talk about how great the run game was against Clemson because they ran for two hundred yards against Clemson, which was great. But man, I mean, didn't didn't we didn't we show all the film where they Clemson we was did. like here, have a five man, six man box and do what you're gonna do? Yep. They're not run, they're not successful in the red zone because when the team Kev's got the numbers, and I really think it boils this down. This doesn't need to be a long conversation at all. When a team commits eight, seven, eight guys of the box, this team can't run the football consistently. Well, Kevin, he's teed it up. What do you think?
1: Yeah, so I, I found some stats that were just kind of jarring. Um, so when teams aren't trying to stop the run, when when teams are kind of in a, in a neutral coverage compared to other teams in the country, so when there's eight or less in the box, so this is every team in the country when there's eight or less in the box, when you have a, have a decent running situation, Florida State ranks seventh in the country in EPA per rush. So that's estimated points added per rush. That means... It's effectively an efficiency metric. So Florida State is the seventh most efficient running team in the country with less than eight players in the box. As soon as a team knows Florida State's going to run, so this is when this is in your third and shorts, your fourth and shorts, mm-hmm. your red zone situations. As soon as that happens, Florida State is 105th in the country.
0: What was the first stat? They go from what to 105th?
1: Seventh. Seventh.
2: So when a team when a team is not accounting, drop, not
0: great. when a team <laughs>
2: can't account for every gap, they're seventh in the country. When a team can, they're 105th.
1: I I think there's part of that that might be on the tight ends. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. When you go heavy, when you have to really line up and hit someone in the mouth, that means you have to put tight ends in the box, tight ends in the game. And now your tight ends are up on their linebackers, They're extra linebackers. And I think you're losing that battle. I think that that's a big factor.
0: So when, when there's a lot of space, when the field's not compressed, when Mike can use different formations to create extra gaps, use Jordan Travis as an extra runner, have some read plays to have some of the guys unblocked. when he can get creative, when there's a lot of space, this is a very effective and explosive running team. But when everything gets compressed, when it's more kind of old-school Adam Brown, dude-on-dude dude football, they get annihilated. Is that what those numbers would mean to a big, dumb layman like myself?
1: Yeah, that's that's the way it looks. Pretty and much. So to based me, on that, go ahead. To me, I think that means that you, you don't go heavy. I know that yeah. sounds silly, but I think Smart. that means that third and two from the goal line, you go five wide and... You know, you go four wide, and and if you're going to run it, you spread them out and see if if you can lighten up the box a little bit.
0: So are the well, struggles... interesting? Yeah, interesting.
2: I, I I'm just add a little bit more here. So Florida State had three power runs. That's um, a distance of I think it's like two two yards, two or two or less. Yeah, yeah, two or less. They had three power run attempts against Clemson. They converted on all three of them. You think of the one was a, was the a fullback, uh, I think LT hadn't won, and then there was another one. They had seven runs, 22% of their runs of 32, 22% of 32 runs on the night. So seven out of 32 were stuffed for no yards or less than. They had nine runs that were stopped for two yards or less. So zero or less, two or less. 16 of your 32 runs are half of your runs were stopped for two yards or less on the night. And I I love that that we're so happy about the run game, and it's great that they ran for 200 yards, but again, I think those kind of numbers point to when Clemson was willing to let you run the ball with numbers in the box, you were successful. When Clemson said, no, 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 you were not successful.
0: That's true. I'd like to know how many how many times they ran a light box against other opponents that they played because of how good their defensive All right, I've line got is. Wake,
2: I've got Wake Forest here for you.
0: Yeah, I, that, that's what 20, I would like to see. 20,
2: 27 rushes against Wake Forest. Uh, they were one for one on power runs. Six stuff runs, 12 stop runs. So six runs of zero or less. 12 runs of two or less. So 18 of 27 went
1: for two or less yards. So yeah, here's, here's another stat that kind of uh, solidifies that Uh, Florida state is or 98th in yards per carries less than three yards Mm -hmm. or sorry. Yards per runs where they were contacted. So yards before contact is less than three. So that means that, uh, while they're getting decent yards per carries because they're getting these explosive runs, 65% of the runs on the season, they're getting contacted before three yards.
0: Right, getting hit in the backfield, and they're making some guys miss, which I think you guys can all see with the eye test, guys. Like yeah. TreShaun Ward, get healthy, big dog, miss you. Jordan Travis, all those guys. Yeah. Trey Benson, a little bit more now. But, yeah, it's it's just not a very – super efficient running game it is racking up the yards and it does have the ability to be explosive however it's not getting you a ton of points because teams are playing two back over the top to stop you from getting six because they know when they get in the red zone they can put the clamps down on you right so going back to the statement those issues that i think are pretty black and white that once things get tough things get compressed teams want to stop the run and they know it's coming they usually stop it can those issues in the red zone and short down and distances? Do you think that they can be alleviated in the next five games? Do you think we're going to see an improvement in those numbers?
2: Uh, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be wishy washy on this one. I'm gonna say you
0: got it again.
2: Well, here's why: because I don't think you're going to see a defense as good as Clemson, NC State. You know what I mean? But yes, no, I don't think I don't good. think they're going to get drastically improved.
0: Okay, that's not wishy washy. I think that that is so the myth or whatever the statement that it's going to get better, you you are saying that's fiction. We're busting that. We think it's yeah. gonna be we think it's gonna be a weakness for Florida State's I offense. I think there all
2: will year. be a level of improvement, but not some significant jump.
0: They won't end at I think there's some folks <laughs> 105 out there or think, whatever. Yeah. No, I don't I think
2: there's some folks out there that think because they ran for 206 yards on Clemson then now all of a sudden this is an elite running game. Anytime, anywhere, it doesn't matter. That that's I think that that's completely false
0: okay, what do you think have do you agree with adam? do you think it's gonna either not improve or just improve slightly or do you think that Florida State's gonna really be able to have a bounce back on this back part of their schedule?
1: yeah, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna improve I think it's hard because a lot of the run run per play metrics and stuff like that aren't aren't going to get better, but I think they'll have more success in the red zone uh, i don't I don't necessarily think that teams will have better clamps on them I think. I think the staff has now kind of has sees what, what teams are going to do to them. I, I would hope that they kind of adjust to this. Um I I think they'll find more success. I, I personally just, just because they won't they won't have, you know, Clemson and NC state level defenses like A B was saying. But um yeah, I don't think that they're gonna just be an elite offense out of out of the blue um at converting in, in red zone and third down conversions. I think they're gonna I think I think it's hard because Norvell has been trying to get a little creative with it and people get frustrated when these creative when these creative play calls don't work, right? So mm-hmm. um when these people when they try to talk out of get,
2: their ass. That's what they do. They what? <laughs> people talk out of their ass. That's what they do. So yeah, you're they get the,
1: upset, but yeah. Florida State's not successful. Florida State has not been able to run on teams when they know they're running. And that's why they get cute with things. That's why they feel like they have to do things like put Wyatt Rector at quarterback or hand the ball off to DJ Lundy or do toss plays on the goal line. It's because they genuinely have the metrics that say you can't just line up and run against Clemson or NC State.
0: Okay. So you're kind of more the opinion with Adam that it's going to get better just due to level of competition, but it's still going to be a huge weakness. It's probably the biggest weakness of this offense, right?
1: Yeah, probably. But I, I think that you'll see those, you're no longer, I I think it's a black and white situation, right? With these short runs, it's black and white, either that defensive line wins or the offensive line wins. I think you're just going to see the offensive line win a lot more going forward. And so that that'll make those metrics look better, but
2: it's not going to be some massive leap.
1: Yeah, gotcha. that, I think you'll you you'll still see a fair amount of losses. Okay, fair. Last
0: one. Jordan Travis has been having some mechanics issues for the past three or four games. Fact or fiction?
2: Uh, I, I don't have a lot of stuff on this, but fiction.
0: You don't think it's been as far as like some of the struggles that he's had? What do you think that that's mostly due to coming back from mechanic, health, or
2: I think they're playing better defenses. Uh, right. Yeah. And I think that teams are playing two shell and a lot of zone and saying, run the football. You're not going to throw on us. You're not going to throw into tight windows because you're not that kind of quarterback. And he struggled with it. Kev, know, we, you- we've been pointing that out on film review over and over and over again the last three weeks. I mean, teams are just dropping eight and saying, come get some.
0: Which is tough for anybody, you know, anybody to complete in the country, Jordan, even with his, I think is pretty easy to tell like his, his pretty solid improvement from year to year. Yeah, Kevin, do you agree with that? Do you think it's mostly just, he's having a little bit of level success kind of regressing to the mean a little bit. And it's mostly due to how the defenses have been playing him. Or do you think that there's some underlying mechanical issue?
1: Uh yeah, so let's let's see if I can't find a stat here real quick to kind of to justify my answer here because I, I would agree with with AB that teams uh, are in general challenging Jordan Travis to throw the ball more. I think early on they are, are maybe maybe kind of opposite challenging Florida State to run on them. Um, yeah, so game one LSU blitzed on sixty four percent of dropbacks. Uh, yeah, and you've seen just a steady decline. So LSU was sixty four percent, and then like Louisville was forty percent. Who was who was after the Louisville game? Um, Boston College. Boston College was fifty three percent, but then you see Wake Forest only blitz sixteen percent of the time.
0: Right, because they were winning with her. That's when the offensive mm-hmm. line was really unhealthy. Yeah, That's when they were just winning with four, that wide nine, as Adam and you guys pointed out. They started to get that on film. So I'm with you. That And that's really where Jordan was dinged up against Boston College. I didn't think he looked sharp early, but he mm-hmm. that Wake Forest game is when you saw, like, oh, this is the blueprint to make Florida st- – to really finally put a roadblock in front of a Florida State offense that was performing at a pretty high level before that. Right.
1: I think I think you're also seeing the wide receivers aren't helping him out much. Um, if I were to blame one position group for the for the NC State uh, for the NC State loss, it'd be wide receivers. Uh, they dropped five or six third and fourth down conversions that, that were huge for that game. Um, they they dropped a touchdown that would have won the game. Uh, so I I think you have seen a, a the wide receivers kind of come back to earth. I think they were kind of playing out of their minds early on in the season. Um, and, uh, Jordan Travis has, has looked a little bit less consistent, but I thought that people, so I, going into the season, I defended Jordan Travis saying, I thought he was a top 15, top 20 quarterback with his legs and his arm. And then he came out and he played like a top 10 quarterback for a few weeks. And people were like, where did this Jordan Travis come from? Well, he, he's always been there. Um that, that Jordan Travis exists always when the running running game's working and when receivers are catching the football. Um, he's gonna he's gonna kind of get happy feet and throw one or two bad passes a game. He doesn't he's generally not terribly risky with with his throws, but uh yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily see this as Jordan Travis regressing or being much of a worse quarterback more than teams have been able to get away with with blitzing less keeping people in coverage and shutting down fsu's offense it's it's hard to throw into that kind of coverage and so uh, i i think ab's right it's just it's not the kind of quarterback jordan travis is and i i think early on they thought that they they could convince the world that he was that kind of quarterback and you you could when teams were blitzing you um but now you're going to have to run the ball with him to kind of force force here, defenses here, out of coverages.
2: I think here's a good I think here's a good illustration of what's going on. Um, they were facing they they, they got they faced 21 percent man against LSU, uh, 18 against Louisville, 36 against BC, and then 25, 22, and 7.9 percent against Clemson. They, but they've started to see 71.4%, 74.6%, 70, 75% zone coverages over the last three weeks. When the first four weeks were all in the 60%, we're seeing a lot more zone coverage. We're seeing a lot more, like Kev was talking about, a lot more just straight um, four-man pressures as opposed to, let me see if I can pull this up here.
0: Well, those blitz percentages that Kevin was talking right. about earlier, right? Yeah.
2: The time to pressures come down. Time to throw has actually gone up. But his pressures, he was pressured 15, 15, 12, 13, 11, 17 against Clemson. Oh, this is weird. Pressure, pressure percentage is going down. But his time to, time to pressure has gone up. <laughs> is going down also. His time to pressure is going down also. So he's getting pressured. He's not able to hold on to the balls long, but he's getting pressured less. But teams are playing more zone against them also. So.
1: And, and the I, wide receivers are dropping it more.
2: Yeah. yeah I think it's a mixed bag. We, we've seen a bit of a regression back to 2021 with the wide receiver play. But I think Jordan also has made some ill. Yeah. I don't think it's a mechanical thing. I think he's made some poor decisions. Um, I thought that I thought that the fourth and two decision last week against Clemson was the right one. He didn't make a good decision on where to put the ball. Um,
1: he didn't he execute about, it correctly. Yeah, or...
2: yeah, he didn't execute it correctly. He didn't want it. wasn't a mechanical thing to me. It wasn't a pressure thing. I just don't think he threw the right ball. Uh, so I don't think his I think his decision making process has become more of an issue as opposed to his mechanical
0: process. So that myth is busted. And I think just to kind of get out of here before people <laughs> want to drive their car off a bridge right now, Florida state is four and three. And I think one thing that is promising is that I think Florida state kind of fell into a rut with how they were attacking mm-hmm. defenses against NC state mm-hmm. and wake forest. And you didn't see that versus Clemson at all. A mm-hmm. lot of variety, a lot of things to help out his quarterback, a lot of things to get that defense on the back foot. So they couldn't just sit back there with all those guys and clog up every single passing lane. Florida state was very exotic. And I think that that can continue. And I think luckily that myth is busted because it's not a mechanics thing. It's just a quality of competition thing. And then a a, a very good player having a couple off days, having a couple off days. So I think he can bounce back from it. So I think that myth is busted guys. I think that we have taken a plethora of conversations and I think some we've busted. Some we've confirmed and a lot we talked about for a while. And I don't think we got anywhere, which is normally, I mean, it's (laughs) to me that means that it's something that we're going to continue to grapple with as the season continues. So do you have any other final thoughts before we get out of here? And then I guess Kevin's going to have to start getting his preview ready for an actual honest to goodness FSU football game.
2: (laughs) I I, I think this conversation played out exactly like the, the season has played out so far. This is a, this is a, Decent to good football team that's had some injuries at key positions that have forced them to make changes schematically that have forced other players to regress because the guys in front of them aren't playing as well as opposed to like last year. Um, I think our wishy-washiness on some of these conversations are because of what's going on on the field. And, and I think that that's also why you're looking at like a four and three record right now for this team. They gave away a game, but they also got beat by two teams that were better than them. Um, But I think ultimately, you know, we kind of talked about with like the reds and stuff. Do I think things are going to drastically improve? No, but I think the teams that they're going to play these next five games aren't as good as the three teams they just played. So I think we're going to see progression out of these guys because they're going to play teams that they're better than now. And if they don't, I think that that's a big, a big warning sign and a big red flag.
1: Totally agree. Kevin. Yeah, I think I would, I would agree with this. I think we can sit here and play this game, but as long as Marion Cooper was hurt and Fabian Lovett was hurt and Jared versus been in and out of games, those are really the three linchpins at three very important position groups that kind of held this defense together uh to me the fact that this defense is almost on the same level as the defense last year even with these injuries is hard to swallow cuz you want to see improvement but i there is there's a it's hard to make an absolute statement until they're given the chance to kind of prove themselves with a healthy roster um and it's possible that they don't get that all season and and it looks bad and it means that uh some of these Coaches have to answer some of the hard questions that we're having trouble answering right now. Um, but yeah, I, I think the the money's made in the back half against the teams that that you should be able to beat. Yep. Uh so no one no one's talking about the Ella the Louisville game, which was arguably the worst defensive performance of the season. No one talks about that because you won the football game. And um the same thing's gonna be hold true for the back half. If you can win these football games, people are gonna forget about losing to Clemson. Go and get them, boys. Go and
0: get them so we can have a little bit more fun when we have these conversations. Yeah, like we like to have fun here on the Triple Option. So thank you guys for tuning in. Busted some myths. Confirmed some myths. Myth, 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 myth. I'll never say myth that much again unless you guys <laughs> like the format of the episode. Then we'll do it as much as you want because we cater to you, defense. We love you guys. Keep chopping on and uh, screw you, Georgia Tech. Keep chopping.
2: Go for